like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, how you doing? We're doing pretty well. You know, this is um, interesting times, as they say, or as my kids have stuck on the refrigerator, big words, right now is strange. <laughs> well, that pretty much sums it up. Maybe that's what we'll call that this. That sums it up. <laughs> as we'll call this how about episode. you? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm just kind of a roll with things kind of guy generally so i'm rolling with it and i mean we work from home most of the time anyway so it really hasn't been much of a change other than that change everybody else is going through i guess but it is yeah it is strange times well i've often wished you know <laughs> though i don't think my wish had anything to do with what's going on i've often wished that the whole world would just slow down. That's usually when I am feeling overscheduled, overburdened, overworked, pulled in too many directions by too many family members and schools and neighbors and, and so on. And I just wish that everything would slow down. Now, I know that I, in normal times, I can always take a break. Mm -hmm. But if I just step off the train and take a break, the rest of the world keeps rushing by. And so I know that someday I'll have to catch up. Um, so I've always wished that not just I get to take a break, but the whole world takes a break. Well, I never quite imagined that something would come true like that, um, or I probably never would have wished for it. But it is interesting, because I think a lot of us do have that longing that I wish the world would slow down. And, and what would we find? What would we discover if the world did slow down? So think about that. If you're listening to this podcast, what silver lining, what good things have you found about this coronavirus time in your family and in your lockdown household? I, I've got one for you. Yeah. There are a lot more happy puppy dogs in my neighborhood because of this. Um, I usually do six or eight miles a day with my hounds and rarely come across anybody else walking their dog but the last couple of weeks it's been people and dogs all over the place neighbors I didn't even know they had dogs because they were never outside walking them let alone outside themselves so there are a lot of there are a lot more humans at least around here that are that are outside moving their bodies which I think is a is a good thing I've seen I've seen neighbors that I've never seen walk before uh, going out and and starting to, to run and and riding bicycles and things like that so that's kind of cool yeah, it is. I mean, so we've got 
We're going to keep a scoreboard here. So on the happy side, we've got happy dogs. Happy dogs. And and we've got more, um, well, more for some people, I would say, more um, outside activities and walks, because some people are definitely having their outside activities curtailed, and others are having more than they ever had. Yeah. Or maybe they're, um, you know, just enjoying the simple joy of a walk, because... <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the highlight of the day. So yeah. might as well enjoy and and get to, and that's a life skill. Um, whether you're a toddler or an older person, um, walks out in the fresh air and sunshine. This is something that we take for granted, and right now it's we're not taking anything for granted. So. Yeah. Just being having fresh air on your face and having either a cloud or sun on you as you're outside moving your body in some way is amazing. Along that line here in my little corner of Iowa, a couple of weeks ago, they decided as part of this, they were going to they're going to shut down the parks. And I, I mean, I've got opinions on whether that's a good idea or a bad one. And, and so they did. And so we've got a little neighborhood, little pocket park, they call them, around the corner from us. And they put, they put orange caution tape on the gates and, and, and tied them shut and everything like that. And, and that was okay for a couple days. And now for the last week and a half, I've noticed kids going over the fence, not hundreds of kids, but small groups of kids, uh, usually brothers and sisters or neighbor kids that are, that are because of this situation. And I mean, I mean, you can call it a bad thing. They're not social distancing right, but they're hanging out together because small humans are social creatures. And, and so I guess what I'm liking is a little bit of rebellion and pushing back against the system. The other thing is I, I've seen children playing on vacant lots since the park is closed, um, which is kind of cool. And that's, that's just me. Yeah. Maybe it's not right, but I think it's kind of cool. Well, so a little bit of risk, a little bit of, I mean, every generation does need to have a little rebellion. Or, <laughs> But yeah. um, I think what we're really getting at is play. Because there is, um, especially for the younger kids, and even for some of the older ones that are burdened by, you know, hours of, of, of schoolwork in high school or that type of thing, or college, um, there's a lot more time. And so there's a lot more unstructured time. And this is something that that many of us as families and society struggle with is we want our kids to be rushing from thing to thing. And now nobody's rushing and everybody's home. And the, the free play that we talk about is actually happening in some families for the first time in a decade. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I, 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 I've, I've seen, there are a lot of parents that are maybe it feels like they're having a hard time embracing that or or maybe they're embracing it just fine, but they don't feel like they should because they're they're expecting their kids should be actually learning something. So sitting on the computer doing schoolwork or something when the opposite, that drive to just, just play and, and lead your own learning the way young children are kind of wired to do is actually the, the proper way we should be addressing it. And I don't know. I, yeah, it was kind of funny um, when when things were in a bit in limbo. Things were starting to shut down. The schools were starting to shut down and businesses, but we weren't. We hadn't learned in many states if schools were going to be out for just two weeks or mm -hmm. you know longer than that. Um, there was a limbo time where the teachers in schools more or less left us alone. Yeah, <laughs> and they they waited to see what was going to happen, and so we all just had longer spring break um, spring break at home, but. That time period is amazing because nobody was bothering the kids. <laughs> well, 
All right. I was as parent because I was having them do lots of extra chores around that. (laughs) But that sometimes helps give structure to the day besides teaching useful skills and me not having to do it. But it then when there is free time for the kids, then they really appreciate it and they go away and they get their playing done. Um, So there was this time where just play. There Mm -hmm. was nothing else. And what I found during that limbo time is that the... um, authorities you know on the media would keep saying things like whoa we need to get the kids back to learning they kept talking about it as learning and i thought open your eyes guys there's learning going on right now because you've stepped out of the way not to say there's not other types of learning but to assume that the only learning is when we come back with the worksheets and the the screen lessons and so on so yeah there is stuff going on and they are learning a lot from this so just as yeah, we all are. Yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot of sidewalk chalking when I'm when I'm out and about. Uh, a couple kids, uh, maybe half a mile from here, they did a sidewalk chalk project that went around the entire city block that they lived on. Um, it was, you know, how the sidewalks are, are are chopped up into the little little squares or rectangles. And so they, they created a pattern. It was, what was it, a, a star on one and then a rectangle and then a triangle and then a circle. And then they repeated that all around the block. I don't know why, but I found it just, it made me giddy just seeing that little bit of silliness. I don't know what their purpose was other than repeating that pattern, but it must have took them a big hunk of time and it was just glorious to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chalk is suddenly becoming really important. It's one of those essential items. There's a lot of chalk in our neighborhood, too. And you know what another thing there's a lot of? So we've got the happy dogs. We've got the happy sidewalks. <laughs> we got the happy, not necessarily happy kids. I don't want to say that the kids are happy playing, but I think they're getting a lot of their needs met. Yeah. And when you get a lot of your needs met, you're content whether or not you're happy and, and joyful every moment of it. Well, yeah, so some of the a, games around our house there. are pretty joyful. <laughs> There's a lot of obstacle courses going on in our backyard um, where you take all the toys that are in the garage and fling them around and then try to hop over them in various and time yourself how quickly you can go. Yeah. yeah There's some interesting ones, especially if you do it in a panda suit. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're going to have to get me a panda suit. No, well, you have to find that on your own. So another wonderful side of all this is how much good sleep is going on. Oh, now, yeah. Now, some of the adults I know are losing sleep because of adult worries, but I'm talking about the kids, um, is that there's um, there's no alarm clocks. There, a lot of people aren't doing bedtimes. We do have bedtime, but there's no more. Um, the kids wake up when they want to wake up. And I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but it's getting a lot longer. We're, we're huge sleep mavericks in this house. We just love um, lots of sleep. The answer to not, um, you know, your schoolwork's not done is don't do it. Go to bed uh-huh. <laughs> in our house. We love sleep. But still, the, the pace and schedule and the, the early hour that the school bus comes means that kids are short on sleep until the weekend. And that's not good for young brains. So in addition to clear skies and less pollution out there, there's also some really wonderful things happening to your child's brain. I, I was talking more to sleep going on. 
I was talking to an eighth and ninth grader a couple of weeks ago about this and uh, they were, I mean, they were like, it's weird was their big takeaway. But the other thing was they were sleeping more and they, they didn't have to wake up so early in the morning and they were both like in theater and, and other activities. And so they had long school days and activity days. And they were, one of the things they were rejoicing about was the, the opportunity to sleep as much as they needed to. Because especially at that age, it's, it's, a, it's a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, all the ages, even at my age, but all those young ages, and we think that when you hit, say, eighth grade, you don't need to sleep as much. You actually need a lot of sleep at those ages, but nobody gives you time for it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting good 11-hour sleeps, 12-hour sleeps, um, which also helps the moods. And I know that if you're home stuck where maybe one or two parents are trying to get work done and the kids are <laughs> buzzing around, um, having good moods is really important and, and stabilizing those moods can happen through all this extra sleep. So that's good. In addition to the happy dogs, we have really good sleep going on right now. I think another thing I've noticed is, and I mean, maybe this is a self-selecting audience of who I choose to pay attention to, but most of the human beings I've come in contact with online and out in the real world are are pretty darn resilient about this whole thing and not letting not letting it beat beat them down i guess it's i and again there are people that are in areas that are much harder hit than we are here in Iowa but everybody seems to be you know this is something we got to deal with and we're going to deal with it and i kind of i kind of like that i worried about that attitude in people before this but that kind of pull yourself up and and make the best of it kind of mindset is is pretty refreshing and i kind of enjoy seeing it yeah, and you know, people want an opportunity to show their best side and be part of something uh, wonderful in, in a in a disaster. So, it's it's something that's part of our human spirit is to to want to reach out and do our part and and be a, a tiny bit of a hero somewhere. We a lot of us um, are almost built for that, and we're just waiting for our moment. So it's it's wonderful to see all the little um, porch parties or people playing an instrument for their neighbors or people in our hometown there um, having parades at the change of shift of the healthcare workers and banging cowbells and ha waving balloons all from their cars and mm -hmm. so on. But there's, there's lots of opportunities to do that. And I think we all want to reach out more. That's another thing I'm seeing is that um, in addition to spending more time with our dogs, we're spending more time, one, with the people we live with, <laughs> and two, reaching out. There's a lot of people reaching out to old friends they haven't been in touch with for years or friends that might live far, far away. There's a lot more daily phone calls to aged parents. There's a lot of video calls with grandparents, all the things that we never seem to have quite enough time for in a busy week. Suddenly, we all have time for the relationships. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had a a couple programs. I've been letting them use my my Zoom platform, so they didn't have to go through the the trouble of setting up their own account and to to reconnect with the kids in the program. So the teachers are getting online with the uh, the kids and parents once a week or so, and just just chatting and connecting. And so there is kind of a focus on the relationships more than maybe we had time for. I guess when things were so rushed. 
or to acknowledge how important that relationship is. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just checking in with um, the teacher, not to talk about an assignment, but just to see their face and see the faces of the other classmates. Just yeah, to, about those it's that about this those is really the essence. Mm-hmm. It is, it's all relationship and how we often rush through some of that, but that is what we're all about getting a little fresh air, getting good sleep, having time to play, eating meals together. <laughs> preparing meals and cleaning up together and focusing on relationships. This is, you know, they talk about what's an essential service. Well, in our homes, we're finding out what is essential. Yeah. Now I have to tell you that as a writer, there's a couple essential things for me as I was nearly running out of my journal. It lasts me about two years. I write every day in it. <laughs> and I realized, oh my gosh, in the midst of this coronavirus, I am on the last page. Oh no. <laughs> and so I, I, just in the nick of time, the new one arrived Whew. in the mail. So I, I'm going to live. Oh, <laughs> but, good. you know, we all have our own things that are essential. And that, as a writer, that was one for me. Well, you must have finished so two a or lot three of, books, haven't you, in this time? Well, I am. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm writing quite a few chapters. That's excellent. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also, I wanted to um, reach out to people, let you know I'm starting a well, I started it when schools closed, a new venture, not just podcasting, but video casting on YouTube called Fiction Friday. And it's really because I realized all my school visits that I've been looking forward to meeting all these kids would be canceled with the schools being closed. And I wanted to reach out and I kind of figured we'd be in it for the long haul. And so I didn't just want to make one video. I said, I'm going to give some but kids, families, teachers, something to look forward to every Friday. So every Friday I'm posting a new one, about 20 minutes long. It's geared for elementary to middle school kids, but I have a lot of adults watching it. There's writing tips. It's really an author chat with some writing tips thrown in, a few corny jokes um, and stories about how I write my books and ways that they can do it. And I recommend books too that they might enjoy. So just look up Fiction Friday on YouTube and um, you can subscribe and join me every week until June when I say school is out. Oh, you're not going to keep, it's not going to, uh, I think you're going to build up a fan base and you're going to have to keep going. Well, I might have to keep going in general, but I, I, I have a lot of writing to do. I have to keep writing new books, so I'm not going to do it every week. Yeah. Um, but I am doing it every week starting, it was starting in March um, and all of April and all of May. And if you're, um, there's also a kids fiction writing contest. There's going to be some book giveaways, all kinds of good stuff. So that's good fun. You've got I mean young people, tune in. And so maybe that's another another positive side of this is people are people are trying new things. I mean, you're you're putting yourself out there doing the video thing. The the people in my neighborhood are going out for walks and runs when they never did that before. This is a chance to kind of reinvent yourself as well, kind of for some people. So that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, and just to wrap up, I think that the most important thing now is not only getting ourselves through this time, but examining, gosh, what is it that I am finding is essential in my home that was missing before. You know, maybe it's more sleep. Maybe it's more walks with your dog. Maybe it's trying something new. But what can we carry over so that when we resume a life that was a little bit like what we had before, what elements are we going to highlight so that we can um, elevate them and make them uh, bigger in our, in our new post-corona life? Yeah, it's a chance to, to turn yourself into the uh, a version of yourself that you're more content and happy and, and, and joyful with. Yeah. So sometimes less is more and 
um, I think with the play and the sleep and the being outside and being together um, and reaching out to people who are on their own. This is really what it's all about. So take care of yourselves. Um, we are still here for you. You can still listen to us from a social distance. <laughs> yeah, I just, this has been the Renegade Rules podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode. And uh, take care of yourself out there. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy... Whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.